The following material contains adult language and mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Danger, Will Robinson. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Midweek edition. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me again on the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. Hope you are all well. I am, of course, your host, Craig Bobby. And for the next 30 minutes or so, we will continue our chat about the topics and happenings in the world of pinball. Occasionally, we'll have a guest along for the ride, and hopefully, we'll have a little fun along the way. So if that sounds fun to you, well, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Thank you for joining us for part two of my Just Another Pinball chat with Joel Engelberth from the Just Another Pinball podcast and Just Another Pinball stream. And on part two, Joel and I discuss our thoughts and feelings about today's hottest titles at Stern, including the Avengers, Infinity Quest, Stranger Things, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and of course, Stern's latest, Led Zeppelin, and also on what we're looking forward to in 2021. So without further ado, I give you part two of Just Another Pinball Chat. So you're in a bit of an interesting situation as well, Joel, because of course you get sponsored by by Zach over at Flippin' Out in the extent that he is loaning you games from time to time. And so you've had a little bit of a of a different experience with a variety of games that you might not otherwise have had. I know you own TMNT and you own Total Nuclear Annihilation, but this year you've had the opportunity to play Stranger Things for for a number of uh, weeks and months and also The Avengers for a number of weeks and months. How has that experience been on those two tables? Uh, awesome. I, To be honest, I owned TNA prior. And then when I knew Turtles was announced, I, I bought it. And I I had you know already started uh, doing the podcast or whatever. So I knew Zach not only you know kind of as a distributor, but also somewhat on a personal level. So I was like, well, of course, I'll go through Zach. And um, and the, the deal was, I mean, TNA came out, but with COVID and the delays and all these things, he had given me a date on when I was going to get my machine and that's when I'd first started streaming and uh, he reached out to me and he's like, here's the deal. Like I'm, I'm getting less than I was expected. I'm not going to have your game on that date. You know, it's going to be at least another month and a half. You know, I'm really sorry about that. And I kind of jokingly said, and this is the one thing, Zach's in Evansville, Indiana, and I'm just north of Indianapolis. So we're a little, we're right at about three hours away from each other. So I just kind of jokingly said, well, hey, do you have a different machine that I can, you know, use in the meantime? And uh, he he said, well, actually, I've I've lent this Stranger Things to a, a tournament player in Kentucky, Louisville. If you want to go pick that up, you can borrow that for you know until you get your turtles. I was like, uh, okay, like why would I pass up the opportunity to to you know 
play a game. Um, so that was a two and a half hour drive that my dad and I did and picked it up and had a blast with that. And, um, and when I returned that, he had a, he had a, uh, an Avengers pro that he had lent out at a tournament in Kentucky. And, uh, he's like, well, this is just sitting in my warehouse. Do you want to, you want to borrow this for the next few months? I said, absolutely. So, um, I've helped him with a little bit of design work on the side, you know, so it's, it's been useful in both parties, but I, I feel very fortunate to happen to be living in the same state as Zach, but, um, having those games has been awesome. Um, that's, that's probably the toughest part with, with pinball is it's, it's expensive. It's, it's hard to, to, to play a lot of games or to own a lot of games. And so I feel very fortunate about this. And to be honest, I, this like kind of two months that I've had with each machine or two or three months, I wish there was more people that like rented games because um, I think after you've owned a machine for a month or two, you really know, is this a keeper for me or is this a game that I've kind of seen everything I want to see? And um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And I, and I hope, you know, Zach and I can continue to do something like that. It was one of the things that was, concerning me when i was looking at owning a game too is wondering are any of these titles going to hold me for if i have it in my house you know for more than a month or two before i'm like eh you know and do i want to just kind of be shrugging my shoulders for something that's so expensive and so and so large you know in your home and so you know that was one of the things that that held me back a little bit was just trying to make sure that if i was going to own one of these things that i'd get one that that was going to hopefully stick around for a little bit. Now, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there that, that, you know, blow through these things like water. So if they don't like yeah. it, they, 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 uh, they ship it out again and get something else. And, you know, some guys habitually do that uh, just because they get bored easily and they, and they just like to see kind of the latest and greatest or just like to have a variety. I don't know if you want to call it collect, but I like to hold on to things and, uh, and really kind of immerse myself in a particular title. So I've been, thankfully you know i'm i'm finding that with avengers and i don't know if you found that as well but the game is both extremely challenging but when you when you you know give yourself over to it and really kind of dive into it the rule set is nice and deep i mean there there's a lot going on in this game that can keep you engaged for you know months at a time i i would say the average player now you know if you're if you're a great player like ray day maybe you blow through that in in a week or two but but for me personally, I don't see finishing this game for a long, yeah, long no, time. no, I I totally get what you're saying, and and to be honest, you know, now that I've started to stream, it, it really kind of changed my mentality on games because instead of just walking up to the game and playing it for whatever 10, 20, 30 minutes, like I'm stepping up to it, I'm probably going to play it for three hours straight. And so there's been a few games like I had a a Williams Taxi that I streamed for a little while and. That was a game that after I streamed it for two weeks, I mean, I essentially saw everything that was in the game. Uh, I've, I've streamed an NBA fast break. That was one of the first games I streamed. Same thing. I realized, you know, one of the days I streamed it, like I got to the wizard mode two or three times that night. And so those are the games that it's like, those are both great games. Those are both very fun games. But I realized from my, from my collection standpoint, you know, once I've done that, once I've kind of seen everything, uh, it's harder for me to step back up to it and play it. Um, so that's where I feel very fortunate. I, I, I like more challenging games because I know it's going to take me a long time to see everything, but you know, with these modern games, the code and the depth that they put in it is, is incredible. And there's so much to do and so much to see the the carrot's still dangling out there. There's plenty to continue to reach for and, and try to experience. And, you know, like, like Avengers isn't even done yet. So, um, you know, that's, what's been fun. 
thank God I'm not that good because I'd be bumping up against a, a Thanos battle that maybe isn't there or isn't there in its entirety. Because I know some of the folks that 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 were particularly skilled have have made it to to the end. And but I'm a long way from that. I think the best I've got so far is like two gems. Fuck, I I'm I'm like. I'm starting to get a little frustrated now because I'm like, shit, I've had this game. I should be getting at least three or four. God damn, I should be moving up. But it's it's a tough game. I mean, it is it, it is not what I would call a game that allows you to, to be successful by just casually shooting. No, right? Like, no, not at all. You're not going to fall into anything in that game like you have to earn it. Absolutely. Um, it is a challenging game. I mean, there's I have plenty of opinion on on Avengers and things I like and don't like, but it's it's a it shoots amazing and, and it's very challenging. I mean, I think Keith Elwin games in general, you know, there's a lot there, but you have to, you, you have to earn it. Um, nothing's given to you. Um, which is one of the reasons I think a lot of really high end or competitive players love it. Um, because you know, it, there's, there's a ton there to do. I'm not sure there's a better shooting game, like a pure take, like strip it down, even do a Whitewood. And I don't know that you're going to find a game that has the variety of shots that it has that basically forces you to be at your best in order to progress through the through the title tournament players are going to they're going to play this game like crazy over the years i because I, I just think it's just a dream shooting machine you know like oh, i think yeah i think to be honest i think I think all three Keith games are going to be constantly used in tournaments and it's because the code is so balanced. There's no way to blow it up. I mean, yeah, you can blow it up, but there's so many different ways to do it that, um, you know, I was playing the other day and, you know, I was trying one method of getting this gym and doing this. And then I didn't, I lost it. I didn't get the gym. So, you know, then I had to shift and there were people in chat that are, you know, high end skilled players. And they're like, all right, well you have this, so let's go this route. And, the reality is there's a pretty good chance that whatever route I go, I'm, I may end up with a, the same score um, or a similar score kind of thing. And that that's brilliant. I mean, it, when you have one of the best, you know, competitive players of all time designing and writing the code, um, of course, it's going to be balanced and, and, and really focused on, you know, scoring and, and um, competitive play. What are the, some of the things you didn't like about Avengers? Because I because not every game is perfect, of course, and these are probably the creme de la creme. Avengers is is up for game of the year this year. I it's going to be it's going to be tough. There are times where I think it's 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 going to take it just because Stern has been able to get more of these titles out there, so more of the voting public has had a chance to play it and. Um, and are going to give it the nod ultimately, but you know it's going to be close because there's a lot of good titles this year in GNR. Ninja Turtles is a fantastic game. Rick and Morty, even Hot Wheels, is 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 no slouch. So, so what are the things you don't like about Avengers, Joel? Because there because yeah. there are some things I'm not wild about. It is now that I've had it for a while and and I've really gotten into it. What what are some of the things that you're not crazy about? Well, it, what I've realized so the more the more games that I've played, and I think this is really interesting for like a new collector. I had put a lot of pressure. I, I assumed, hey, if I get a pinball machine, this is going to be the game I'm going to own the rest of my life, and so I put a lot of pressure on theme and something that I wanted to have around. And um, you know, everybody always encourages you, like you need to play, you need to play these games, and to really know what games you like and what you don't, because some people really gravitate for towards uh, speed, you know, like really fast playing games. Other people want games that you have to trap up and shoot and be very meticulous. Um, to me, what I've realized, what I like the most in pinball are 
are pinball moments, you know, moments that the game feels unique. So this mode, the lighting's changed or the music's drastically changed or the way that I'm playing this game now in this mode is so different than I how I play it other ways. Um, or, you know, wizard modes that you get to them and it's just like this epic moment uh, kind of thing. So um, I'm all about that, those, those pinball moments. And that's my kind of my biggest complaint right now with Avengers is I just, there's, I'm not really getting that. Um, I'm not really getting those memorable things. Um, you know, when I, when you defeat one of the Black Order to get, to earn a gym, you know, there are times that I've hit that final shot and not even realized it. And, um, you know, if I compare that to like the Hobbit, you know, when you're defeating Smog, the, the music is just so intense and the video that's going on and the moment you hit that shot, the flippers die and the lights go out and, you know, there's crazy animations and it's just, you know, this incredible adrenaline moment kind of thing. And, and sure, if they did that every single time you collected a gym, it might get old, but those are the things that I, that I see, um, in games that stand out to me that, you know, I, I like having that type of, you know, investment or that response. And a, and a big part of that is, is light show or uh, theme integration or assets. And, and that's where, um, you know, I'm not knocking the display, but the graphics just don't wow me one way or the other. And then same thing with the music. There's really nothing there that, you know, pulls me into the game. So uh, I, I feel that Avengers has very little immersion. And that's something that I, I really like being sucked into a game. And uh, I feel like it gets the, you know, the blood pumping a little more. And uh, yeah, that's what I enjoy. You know, I always think it's a bit, it's a bit sterile, right? Sure. It's not sterile to look at, that's for sure, because the goddamn thing is uh, is one of the more colorful pins out there with Zombie Yeti's art. I mean, he did a fantastic job. It's another reason why I wanted this uh, table so much is because of his art package that he put into it. I don't think it's ultimately quite as good as as Ninja Turtles, but I think it's right, it's right up there. Certainly, I thought the art package is better than better than Stranger Things, but but ultimately, I think. Stranger Things, like you were saying, is a bit more immersive, especially once you talk about their UV lighting system that you can put on that. You know, if you go if you go for the premium or the LEs, some of the projector features that they put on that game, it does kind of pull you in to the world of Stranger Things a little bit more, I'd say, than than Avengers does. You know, the call outs are okay. I I just find it a little bit. It's just ruthless. Like the, the. not only is it a, is a fucking brutal game in terms of it being hard, but its execution of it is also pretty ruthless. So like you said, you do you start to do really well and it doesn't it doesn't make a big fuss. Like you said, when you get a gem, right when I'm playing, you know, with my headphones on, you're right. Sometimes you can get it. The only some way sometimes I know I get it is uh, is when there's a knock on, you know, because the machine kind of knocks as that post comes up to grab your ball after you after you collect the mm-hmm. gem. Sometimes you're not even aware that you that, that you got it if it wasn't for that because the animations are eh, they're okay. Um, I actually like the art on the animations. I just want to see more of it. You know, like I want it to be just slightly more dynamic, and I want the callouts to be a little more. I don't want to say tongue in cheek because I actually like the voice acting that they did on the callouts for it. I don't mind the actors, even though they're not part of the movie. It didn't it didn't phase me because I thought actually the act the the Marvel actors that they chose for the game were actually pretty good better than i thought they were going to be but at the end of the day there's just not enough of it and there's just not enough like i want to hear thanos really giving it to me taunting me and i just want to hear more of it you know there's i want more of that stuff that's why i love 
turtles and I'm not like, I'm a huge turtles fanboy in, in just what it is as, as the IP. Like I've, I've always loved Ninja Turtles, but what I think's, you know, yes, I do think that the Avengers shoots incredibly well, but I think people are underestimating how well turtles shoots. Like the ramps are every shot on that is really fun to hit except for the layer. The layer is it's really fun when you hit it. And I don't think it's a poor design. I think it's just a challenging shot and they reserve it for very particular moments. But, um, you know, I love the way that, that, uh, turtle shoots, but you know, when it comes to the music or the light show or the animations, every single time you get into an episode, you know, it's very clear what you need to hit. You hit the yellow shots, but when you get to the final shot, there's four particular shots you can hit. And the reason it's, it's all four of them is because all four of them have a diverter of some sort to stop the ball. So the moment you hit your final shot, it stops the ball and it does like a really good light show and there's a music award and it gives you that moment to stop. Look at what you just did. And and typically there's a really good animation of like, you did it. That's it. That's the final shot. And so that's something where you compare that to Avengers. You know, if you're doing the power gym, the final shot is the left orbit. It's the whole Corbett. Well, you hit that shot. It's the ball's just going to come right back at you. So there's no time to stop, you know, and have a moment of, you know, you know, earning that, that last punch kind of thing. Um, and then on top of that, like turtles, yeah, you have Krang and shredder, you know, talking trash to you the whole time you play, um, which is really entertaining. So here's an example of a table where you were playing the Avengers pro. Um, I've got the premium and I, you know, there's enough differences between the pro and the premium in Avengers that I would argue that the gameplay is significantly different. Right. And I think, some of the features that they added into the premium and LE really do change the dynamic of that of that machine to where it is, I think, from what I've seen, I haven't played the pro, but from what I've seen from your stream and other folks that have been streaming it, you know, it's still a very entertaining machine and some great shots. But I do think that premium layout with the Captain Marvel ramp, the portal lock. Yeah, the- I mean, there's just enough there that that does change the dynamic like you said even to get the gem like in my in the premium you got to hit that um that banana ramp the center ramp call it and you know it spins around and it holds it right by the the tower yeah that's what to get the gym it's the same shot it's it's the banana ramp and, the, and it grabs it but like a big difference is i'm talking more like the final blow when you're in any of the modes those there's no fanfare for that final blow but i know in regards to like a portal lock is a perfect example My, uh, on the pro it just has the spinning disc so to get a portal lock you just hit the disc so the disc just spins and that's it but on a premium to get a portal lock, the thing's raised up and you're actually physically locking a ball under the play field. So like that moment has more, you know, fanfare. Yeah. And there is like, you know, the music kicks up and, you know, they have a good animation of the, of, you know, going through a portal. It's actually, I, I like the fact it gives you a little bit of a break as the ball cycles mm-hmm. through down there. Uh, and you can kind of watch it. If you lean forward, you can see the ball kind of uh, going towards the, uh, either it holds it or it, or it sends it out toward the up kicker there. So yeah, some, some minor differences there to, in the gameplay, you know, a title like TMNT, the, the differences in that layout aren't as obvious, I would say, um, you know, you got that diverter coming down the ramp and, and you have a premium on, on, on your TMNT or did you get the pro? I got the pro. I feel very fortunate uh, that 
when I looked at the uh, the release or whatnot, I just there was nothing about the premium that I felt like LE. There's no way it's it's way outside my price range. But there was nothing about the premium that that I felt that I had to have. Um, the the diverter was the one thing that I questioned the most because that could really aid you in hitting certain shots. But what bothered me was the way the converter the diverter is handled, where you had to hit the button in the middle. I owned a shadow pinball at one point in time, and, and shadow had diverters on both ramps, but the buttons, there were second buttons next to your flipper buttons. So you could hit them really quickly and uh and it worked really, really well. But this because you could do it on the fly, basically. But like on turtles, I realized that the diverter works well if you're thinking ahead. I just I don't know, it wasn't enough for me to feel like I had to have it. And then the bouncing crank toy and the turtle van opening up, you know, were kind of purely cosmetic. So in my opinion, it was just like, I, I'm fine with starting with the pro. If I realize the the premium, like if this is a keeper for me, which it is, you know, I can save up another two grand and down the road, sell the pro and buy a premium. But I'm at the point now where I just, I have no, no urge to get the premium. I think the pro is, is loaded. I think it works really, really well. No, I, I agree. The pro's the way to go on that on that machine for well as well. I mean, if you got the cash, I guess, but uh, but why why bother? I'd rather put the extra what is it, fifteen hundred to get to premium or whatever it is. I'd rather put that into another title exactly. or, or a topper, right? Um, yeah, it's grand. So that to me is like you know you're almost halfway to another machine at that point. And if you're not seeing the obvious difference, like in Avengers, the differences I think are are much more obvious. And I would argue worth worth that extra money based on my experience with the game. But you know, still a great a great title even with with the pro. And uh, you know, Keith Owen, he he's he's yeah. one of the best out there in terms of his design. So well, he's been brilliant with that because the the Iron Maiden Pro and the Jurassic Park Pro are not drastically different in in any huge way from a gameplay or competitive standpoint. So um, it's it's really smart compare you know when you compare that to like uh, Black Knight, you know, like that has a whole other play field, you know, upper play field that that you can't kind of ignore because that game plays completely different than the Pro or um, yeah, like I'm seeing that now in, in Led Zeppelin, you know, that extra ramp, that extra combo shot that Led Zeppelin's going to have is going to make that game play completely different, uh, than the pro. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about Led Zeppelin since you mentioned it? Let's just quickly t- talk about that. What, what were your thoughts with that game? I mean, uh, to me, quick? band pins are tough, uh, because, you know, I think, I think with band pins, like the music and whether or not you like the band is a big part of the game. And, and, and Iron Maiden is one game that I think has kind of transcended that. Metallica's transcended that. You know, there's people that own those games because they're such great games. They shoot so well and they're coded so well that you don't even have to like the band. People are still going to own the game. But a lot of other games, you know, uh, Aerosmith, for example, like unless you're a big fan, it's it's hard to justify buying it. And uh, and Led Zeppelin, in my opinion, I'm just I'm not I respect them as a band, but I'm not a big fan of them. And when I saw the art, you know, the art is very much focused on the people, the Led Zeppelin fans, the huge fans of Led Zeppelin are going to love those, that art. So it's nothing unique there. And when I looked at the shots and the layout, you know, I'm just, I'm not super impressed. Um, and it's, I'm not trying to be negative about it. I just, there's nothing there that it's like, Ooh, I, I really wonder what that shot feels like. You know, like when you first saw Avengers and you saw the banana ramp and that the pot belly ramp in the back, it's like, that is a ramp that that's something I have never seen before. Like, I wonder what that's going to feel like hitting it from both the lower yeah. right and upper flipper, you know, or the portal lock. It's, it's like, I want to, or the, it, uh, the Captain Marvel ramp. It's like, that's a shot that I want to experience. 
with Led Zeppelin, you know, the only thing there that I want to experience is is that spinner that raises up out of the playfield, and I want to rip it, you know, and just see what that feels like. But um, I got a feeling with Led Zeppelin, it's a game, and and so many of the titles, you know, Stranger Things was like this to a point as well, where you kind of have to play it to to get your head around it, and I and I. I believe it's probably a, a funner title to play than it is to to look at, you know, at first blush, because you're right, when you look at it itself, you know, there's some wireforms there, but there's nothing particularly, you know, that kind of pulls you in just visually to, to look at it. My, my thought is when I watched the stream, I was like, oh, this game's actually looking more fun and sounding more fun than it than it looks on paper, you know? Sure. Um, and I think the lights add to that as well which i think is is it as good as the gnrs it doesn't look like it but i think it's 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 certainly better than the average pinball machine that doesn't come with these things you know if, if you didn't put in the you know like for me i'm 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 probably not going to put in pin stadiums in into my machine so if i was a led zeppelin fan i'd be like "Ooh, those lights all right i get you know some some added stuff there that i wouldn't normally be getting on a on a typical stern release that is one thing. The more that I've been in pinball, the light show, I didn't realize how much the light show mattered to me. And and really what, what showed me or that that I love that is TNA, Total Nuclear Annihilation. Scott Denisi's light show is amazing. The game is every insert and GI bulb in the game is an RGB LED light. So they're all completely independently color controlled. And, um, you know, Jersey Jack games are now all that way. Spooky games are all now that way. But Stern, they had a few games a while ago that were like that. But they've kind of gotten away from it, and now they're going back towards it. And and what I've realized is how that light show is what really visually makes the game feel different. And that way, it doesn't feel like you're just sitting, mm-hmm. you know, shooting the exact same shots over and over and over again. Uh, it and that's what you know can make a mode feel unique and whatnot. And and Stranger Things did a great job with that. It has a great light show, but the UV light kit makes the game look completely different. The projector, you know, in different modes, really can project different types of themes and and feelings during those modes um and so yes the fact that that gnr kind of went nuts with their light show it looks absolutely incredible and the hot rails are are amazing to look at every single song feels different and unique and you know it, it really the immersion there is great and i and i'm very happy to see stern add these these lights in the kind of this routed channel on the on the side art and i i hope that's something to be honest i hope that's something they continue into every pin from now on because to me the more light show that you add i don't care what the theme is it, it just adds to the immersion of the game yeah i 100 percent agree and i i think hopefully that is going to become a standard feature to any title that they release because they can do so much with that uh in terms of brightening the play field or adding you know hundreds of different shading possibilities it certainly lends itself well to these music pins. Um, and and when I look at the Led Zeppelin color scheme that they've used there, I mean, I really do like the color palette they've chosen. I think it's a very sort of retro 70s psychedelic feel about it, which is fantastic. Again, I wish they did something with that goddamn Zeppelin, yeah. you know, instead of just kind of facing the way they've positioned it in the play field. So it's kind of like pointing at you. I, I just don't like that, you know, Um and yeah i'll have to wait until i stand in front of it to really determine that but i get what you mean i bet it's way more fun to play than it is to to than it is on paper to look at um and and i'm sure if you're a fan of the music and and i would say for myself 
I'm not a huge Led Zeppelin fan, but I'm a classic rock fan. And of course, they're a huge part of classic rock. So so I enjoy all of those songs, uh, but I don't love it enough, I think, to make it a buy, you know, without even having seen it. Um, but I know there's a lot of Led Zeppelin fans that are like, I'm in. Right? Oh, yeah. No, I have a local collector I was talking to, and he's a huge Led Zeppelin fan. And he, without sight unseen, bought the L.E., and same thing, like Jeff Teolis talked about that, that he bought the, you know, LE sight unseen. Like, I mean, it's, I get that. And I totally understand, you know, Turtles, I was ready to buy the game before I saw it. And I felt fortunate once I saw it, I still loved it. So um, I totally get it. And, but just that to me is, there's nothing that I'm seeing initially to bring a non Led Zeppelin fan into the realm of wanting to buy the game. Now I know like Ray Day's involved in the code and and I've been thoroughly impressed by the code that he's done and been a part of with Avengers. So I, and, and Tim Sexton does great code. So I just, I, I bet the game, I have no doubt the game will be fun to play, but um, as, it, as somebody that owns games, you know, a home collector, it's almost like every new release is kind of one of those things of, okay, is this release so amazing that I'd feel the need to sell one of my games to buy it because I just don't have, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have, the money sitting around to just continually buy games you know at the end of the day it is what's going on at the play field that you're seeing it's kind of like when you're looking at a car and you know you're 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 looking at the rims of a car i can't remember who told me this one time it's like the rims are really for everybody that's looking at your car on the street it's not for you because you only see them as you get out of the damn thing and with pinball the play field and the outside of the cabinet is kind of the same and you see the outside of the cabinet when you're not playing the game uh but of course when you're playing that you're not even thinking about the outside of the cabinet or kind or even as much as what's on the lcd screen because you're staring at the damn at the damn play field all the time having said all that these things are so large and are and are generally in fairly prominent places in people's homes that the artwork on the outside of the cabinet is becoming a more important element to these things and I just think Stern, I don't think it was a great art package for them. And I'm not, I'm not crazy about some of their choices. I, you know, the best is their LE, I think by far. And the other two are very uninspiring in terms of, um, in terms of what they're offering, you know, which is kind of too bad again, because I do think they could have done more with such an iconic band, but you know, whether it was a licensing issue, uh, or whether, you know, someone in the art department just wanted to go this particular route. I'm sure it was a consensus. Like I, I, I have a hard time believing these things are kind of done in bubbles. So I got to believe that everybody from Steve Ritchie to Gomez to hell, maybe even Gary Stern, I don't know, up, up the line. I, I bet all of these guys had a hand or had a say in what they were going to go with. Ultimately, maybe it was even the licensor itself that said, look, I, this is what it's got to be, right? It's got to be licensing related. So not, again, kind of like the rest of the game, it's not, I'm not seeing a lot to inspire me. But again, I, I I bet it's fun. The stream was a hell of a lot more fun to watch than I thought it would be. And I bet playing it is uh, is a similar experience. I bet I bet it's fun. I mean, we're talking about Steve Ritchie here, right? Again, who's a, a veteran designer, the king of flow. And uh, that game looked fast as hell when they were playing. Yeah. Game. So. No, I agree. I I saw the original pictures and I was just like, meh. It, I mean, it didn't blow my skirt up. I wasn't that excited about it. And uh, but yeah, when I watched the stream, you know, I was like, it was more of a pleasantly surprised kind of thing. So I have no doubt. I mean, I if I when things open up, if I see it at a bar, I will gladly throw some money in it and give it a shot. But 
that's what I, you know, you're talking about side art. It's it, well, once you own more than one game, you know, you're kind of putting these games right up next to each other. So you don't even really see the side art. And, you know, you really only need to have one game that you like the side art because that's whatever's on the end. That's the only thing that matters. But like, like turtles, I think, um, there are people that wrote off turtles immediately because they think it's like a childish theme. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some people in the turtles thread that were like, I just missed this game because I don't care at all for the theme. But once I played it, I loved it. And now I own the game. So, you know, Led Zeppelin may absolutely be that. I, I've thought about that with Guns N' Roses. You know, what, what all is going on with Guns N' Roses and, and how amazing it looks and the moments and the experiences of that game. It's like, I don't care about Guns N' Roses at all. I like, I don't really care for them as a band, but you know, do does does all the stuff that's going on under the playfield, you know, trump that? Maybe I, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, you know, and I think that's 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 where it comes down to personal choice and and you know your pocketbook again. It, it's a shame that for for most collectors, uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, but you know, for for most people, they they can't have more than one, and for the for the fortunate bunch that that can. There's there's some great titles out there right now for new for new machines and damn it I wish I had more money Joel because I I'd have like you know I'd have a GNR I'd have the Avengers I wanted to have them all I'd have fucking Ninja Turtles you know and uh, and and Rick and Morty I mean why not right because because pinball is getting to be a lot like cars I mean it's hard to find a like a stinker out there these days right yeah. it, it may not suit your personal style all of them but. But it's hard to really point to one and go, that is a fucking horrible pinball machine, right? Like all the time that came out this year, you can't you can say that about any of them. You are correct. Yeah. I mean, when I look back since I've been in the hobby and I look at new releases, you know, like uh like Munsters, I think looked amazing, but and it shoots really well, but unfortunately the code doesn't really stand out um i've only played it twice and the second time i played it, i got to the wizard mode so i knew immediately like there's no way i would ever own this game um and i'm not that uh, great of a player and then like you know you have like oktoberfest which just the animations and the call outs i just can't uh, that would be too grindy on me kind of thing why has stern left monsters out to dry it, that, the game hasn't come out that long ago right it was only like 2018 yeah 2018. it's not even two years old they're still making the things well at least i think they are but why are they why have they let that code sit out there for so long i don't know i mean dwight the the thing with dwight is he had he had two other games that that people kind of felt he had left the code you know alone which was like game of thrones and uh ghostbusters specifically ghostbusters that there were people like this doesn't seem finished this is incomplete. you know when are can you do this and and to our surprise, it was a few years, but he actually finished or changed, you know, did some big edits on both Ghostbusters and Game of Thrones. So I know when I got my turtles, people were like, this is Dwight code. So, you know, I've I've made that mistake before. And I have been beyond surprised, like pleasantly surprised with how great the code is on turtles. But uh, yeah, I, it's already over 1.0. It's like at 104. The last few things, you know, once you hear that it codes at 1.0, you assume everything's there. But the last few releases, he's added stuff, which has been awesome. But Munsters, you know, they just time and time again have said, we planned on making Munsters. There's there's so many games out there. You know, the game he did before Munsters was Star Wars. And the Star Wars code was so deep. And the multipliers and the strategy behind that was so complicated that they were like, all right, let's, let's make the other side of that. Let's make something that's very accessible and very easy to understand. And, uh, you know, maybe there was kind of a demographic, you know, 
push yeah. of, hey, if this is going to be for monsters, like let's make sure the demographic that really is going to own this can, you know, see a lot of this game. I don't know, but I don't think they really have any intention of of doing much more to the. I think it just it is what it is. I could be wrong. Yeah, you never know when they'll when when they might, you know, get some free time or someone's inspired to do something. But it's looking more like the way they're the way they operate these days is they really go deep on this stuff and they and they try it seems like monthly every every new title is getting a monthly update as far as i can see so it's kind of like every machine gets an update roughly once a month maybe six weeks ish um until it kind of reaches its its peak which is kind of right around one 1.0 and then it kind of tails off a little bit with with additional uh updates as as required beyond that um, whether it be bug bug fixes or you know a topper release or whatever, but it just seems like these days they're they're getting at it. They don't let games linger certainly anywhere near as long as they as they used to. I think yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I, and that's I think that's a great uh, thing for the fans. Obviously, for someone who buys it, but but uh, there's an example I do believe of a manufacturer listening to their their audience and their buyers who have said, you know what, we you know we're okay to to, to buy these things where they're not complete, but come on, guys, you gotta yeah, you gotta keep at it here. You know, like we're we're spending the big dollars. Don't, don't leave us hanging. <laughs> yeah, I I I mean, I guarantee they're uh, you know they're as as big of a fan as I am of turtles. I guarantee there are people that are just as big with monsters. So for them, if that's if this was their dream theme and they get it and they you know are beating it or feel like it's a disappointment, that would suck. I mean, it would absolutely suck. Yeah, I feel badly for those folks who are uh, pounding the table saying, God damn it, another another week goes by and we still don't have a Monsters update. And no no sign of one either. That's the other thing is that there's just nothing out there, right? It's like crickets. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Monsters crickets. If it happens, it'll just be a surprise, just like the the Game of Thrones and the, and the Ghostbusters update. I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere and dropped in. What was the one they did at um, for uh, for Christmas that I hadn't even I didn't even know they exi- it existed? It was the the Paps Blue Paps Ribbon. Blue Ribbon, yeah. So and sure, fucking thing. Well, so there's been a big part of that, which is you know Stern's been doing this DJ mixer. So I think they just somebody made the blanket statement of okay, every one of our games is going to have DJ mixer in it, which has been actually kind of neat. I've never used it. I I mean, it basically just makes your game a jukebox, but. The fact that like Deadpool, they're like, okay, Deadpool needs DJ Mixer. Well, my assumption is that means they've allocated some of the programmers, you know, hey, you have two days to program this. Well, what's been cool is they're like, hey, sweet, I have two days to work on Deadpool again. So let's go ahead and make these other small edits that I've been planning on doing anyways. So that's actually been really neat that now all of a sudden that these coders have time allocated to do DJ Mixer, they've been able to, you know, sprinkle in other goodies uh, as well, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I think it's fantastic. And I, I don't, and for games like Deadpool, say a game like Zeppelin, where the music is so is so prominent and so important in that game, I think it's a fantastic feature. When they added it to Avengers this this last go round, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. see how it is. Eh, there was nothing there. I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave that playing because I want to hear it. No. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit more. The reality is like band themes. If you really want to listen to Zeppelin, just pull out your phone or whatever. But I know Deadpool's perfect for DJ Mixer because they actually wrote, you know, multiple songs that are genuine songs for the game that you, there's really nowhere else to hear them. So um, I don't know. It's just not a, it's just not a feature I, I see myself using anytime soon, but they said they had really big plans for it. So maybe down the road, they'll do more with it. I don't really know. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens down the road with uh, connectivity. And there's a lot on the horizon, I think, um, that's coming in 2021. Is there any, I, if I had one wish for 2021, it would be to see more games, more existing games be recoded for co-op play, because I know you've been quite vocal about this in some of the streams and, um, and chats that I've, that I've seen you in. I, and I am in total agreement. I think co-op play for these for these games are an absolute must to increase gameplay and and to have more fun with folks in your family or folks that come over because I just think it's a it's a it's another way to attack these machines and to have fun with them and to get get more folks involved in them and then and then sort of as a subset of that to take that idea and to push it online I think is extremely exciting and is going to open up again a whole new realm of playability with folks from all over the world where you can connect with these people whether it be in a um, you know in a casual contest or in an organized pinball tournament online I, I think that's very exciting and I'm and I'm, sure. I'm Fingers crossed that comes out this year. Who knows? Uh, you know, because I know it's 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 easy to say it. I'm sure the 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 programming behind it is um is is got to be challenging, but um but I'm hopeful that this this is going to be the year where where that you know Stern in particular makes uh makes a big announcement that um that they're going online and that uh and that there's going to be more co-op opportunities. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm I'm the biggest fan of co-op. Uh, that's one of the main reasons I own TNA. And uh, I I when I heard that Turtles was getting co-op, it was like this is a match made in heaven. Like I was so grateful to hear that. Um, because that is absolutely the way that my family or friends prefer to play the game, you know, with me, um, because together, instead of, you know, you doing your own thing and them waiting their turn, like they want to see what you're doing and where you're going, because they're going to pick it up where you left off. And I absolutely hundred percent would love for more games to have co-op or if Stern's going to retroactively add co-op. I've heard that Jersey Jack is going to retroactively add co-op to all their games, which to me, it's like the sooner the better. That was one of my complaints with Hobbit was there was so much with Hobbit and it's such a long playing game that I, I hated playing it with other people because, you know, if you have a quick drain, somebody's ball could last 10 minutes. But it's if we're all instead of seeing the same thing, if we're experiencing this together, it would be a lot more engaging. So, yep, absolutely. I hope co-op is involved more. I hope online play becomes a thing. I'm all for it. I think it could be a lot of fun. I'm very curious to see what they do with that. Other things I'm looking forward to, I think if we look at Stern and we look at designers, I don't know exactly what's going on with Brian Eddy, but I think he's next. And I, I'm very curious. What I've realized is uh, I'm I'm kind of four for four. I like every, I have enjoyed every machine. Uh, you know, I've liked Medieval Madness. I've liked Attack from Mars. I've liked The Shadow and I've liked Stranger Things. So I think he does a really good job from a design standpoint to incorporate sculpts and, and, and mechs that non pinball players can really enjoy that you can, you know, experience. And, uh, and I, that's that I find that very appetizing to a game that I would own because I want something that my friends and family would enjoy playing. And, um, you know, that's something that random side note, like I don't like Avengers is a game that I've had a few friends and family play and none of them got into it. Um, and it's because there's just, there's nothing, really mechanically or light show or moment, you know, that's easy to achieve early on that sucks them in. Funny that you say that because the very first time my wife played the Avengers, her ball drained in like 
15 seconds and her the first words out of her mouth was i fucking hate this game like (laughs) 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 and i was like oh this is awesome you know it's uh I just think it, you're right. The co-op part of it can can be a, a great way for non-pinball players to feel more engaged and to give them a bit of a boost to help them through the game. And and even for experienced players as well, it can help you know get you further. Like look at me, I've been playing this game for fucking. I've, I've been playing it solidly for two months, and I can only I can only get goddamn two gems on this thing. Yeah. So it would be great yeah. to be able to get a little further, and and the way you could get a little further would be have another player who who could help collect a gem or two as well, and it gets you a little further down the line. Yeah, it's that's somewhat challenging. That like I know with turtles. Turtles, I've absolutely by myself played a four-player co-op mode. So I essentially have 12 balls to try to get to the final. And I and I still haven't done it. I've, I've made it to the final battle. But like, there's so much more to that game. And that, that makes sense because the way Dwight coded it, he, he planned for that. I mean, co-op was something in his head from day one. But if you really think about it with Avengers, if they just turned on co-op mode right now, well... To get to Thanos, you just have to play all six gems. So theoretically, if you have 12 balls to do that... All you have to do is rip the disc and then start the gym mode and drain and you're done. So if, as long as you have more than six balls and you can start a gym mode on every ball, on your seventh ball, you're going to be battling Thanos. So, Yeah, I keep forgetting that. You're right. You're right, Joel, about that. that I keep forgetting that you don't actually have to collect all the gems to battle Thanos. Yeah. You just have to... You just have to do gem battles essentially, and then you get there. So you're right. Maybe it doesn't hold up as uh, as well in that in that. It case. just is, would be more of a challenge, I think, to add it. I don't know exactly how they. I don't know. I don't know exactly how they do it. Well, I agree with you though about Brian Eddy. It's probably his turn up next because you know they've gone through all of the designers. Steve Ritchie, you know, has obviously done Zeppelin uh, most recently. Keith Elwin's done one. John Borg was before that. You know, who who else other than Brian Eddy, unless they're going to go back to Ellen again or someone who's got a second title? I know Ellen's all, usually way ahead of, of everybody. Like his, like his pinball playing, his designing seems to be the same way where he's got, he's typically way ahead of the curve as far as his uh, completion of these things, as he's commented on on a, on a bunch of different streams. So uh, it'll be interesting to see who they who's first out of the gate in 2021. And if, in fact, it is Brian Eddy again, I if I had to guess, I I'd, I'd say it's probably him if, if he's going to be doing these kind of on a regular basis. I think just to kind of back up a little bit, I think you're right. It, he is someone that, you know, with Stranger Things, that um, that center shot into the Demigorgon was a little bit problematic technically because they had some some problems in the build of it, getting it to um, to execute uh, the way they wanted it right out of the gate. I think he took a bit of a chance with that, um, with the UV lighting and with the projector. And I'm going to say in hindsight and looking at that, he certainly took a lot of arrows for that for that entire design. And I'm going to say, in hindsight, it, it was probably one of the funner games for 2019. I know it kind of came out right on the right on the cusp of 2020 there. But when they released it in 2019, I think ultimately it ended up being a lot more fun than, again, it, it got credit for at the very start. Yeah. 
There have been a lot of people that have dismissed Stranger Things because of the first month or two of the rollout. And and to be honest, when I first borrowed Stranger Things, I did not like it at all for like the first week, week and a half. And and my main thing was, you know, if you have a mech in a game, it wants to be a, a mech that you enjoy interacting with. You know, on Avengers, you have the disc that pops up like you want to shoot that shot. It's a gratifying shot. Same thing with the Marvel ramp. But the reality is the Demogorgon shot, those those drops right up the middle, they're death. Like it's, it's right up the middle. If you, you know, if you hit those directly on, there's a good chance it's coming right back down. And so there's a lot of people that, and then early on in the code to defeat a Demogorgon, you had to hit him in the mouth. You couldn't just bash him. So there's a bunch of people that they're like, this game sucks. Like they thought it was terribly designed and just immediately dismissed it. And then the code wasn't great. But since then, they've really made some great changes. Apparently, there's now a fix that you can get for your ramp to really dial in hitting it in the mouth. They've done a whole bunch of good stuff. But when I look at, you know, the games that Stern's made, the last four or five games, you know, Stranger Things Premium and LE have been the biggest, you know, unique experience in in a pinball game because of the projector that they added, because of the UV light kit that they added. You know, that game looks and acts very different than any other pinball machine that Stern's made. And uh, that's what I've, you know, I have a local collector friend that has like six games and that's, that's what he likes about Stranger Things is it feels and acts so different than other games. And so that's what I'm hoping Brian Eddy, you know, continues to push that innovation uh, and trying new things in pinball. You know, if he brings the projector into his next game, great. Let's, let's see the improved version. Let's see where he's going with that. Um, So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, or something else completely. You never know with him, right? Like he's, I agree with you. They definitely pushed the boundaries there about what was possible. And, and like you said, with some, with some innovation there that I'm not sure they got, they got full sort of credit for. It was met with, I'd say, at least early on with mixed reviews. And even to this day, I mean, people kind of either love it or hate it. Um, it seems out there. Um, I, I think it was a, it was a, a win. I, I'd be fascinated to see the sales numbers on it, um, just to see how it sold. It probably sold very well just because, again, of the theme, the license of it. If I had a, a wish, like you were saying, it would be to see Brian Eddy's next next title. And it's going to be fascinating to see what uh, what license they give him and what he's able to do with it. You know, I think it's uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see. Hundred percent. The other things I'm looking forward to, like uh, you know, Deep Root. I I'm just we're at a wait and see, you know, obviously the orders are in, so let's see manufacturing. I'd love to see those games actually get out in the wild and, and see those games be being played because if, if they get out there and they're fun, you know, that's really going to add validity and in, in, to the company and boost things. So we're, I feel like we're going to know pretty soon here, whether or not that, that company is going to make it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm eager to see what, what would come next from deep root. In theory, the the order banks should be uh, or the order books should be closed now. I believe they said it was uh, December thirtieth was their cutoff for placing actual orders. We'll see if they've uh, if they're sticking to their guns on that. It sort of seemed like uh, last week when when I was listening to the pinball show, I, I believe it was where they were kind of talking about some of their sales numbers, and it seemed like they were getting a little higher than people maybe originally thought. I I, I, got, I think I was a little overly optimistic when I thought they were going to do, you know, they were going to sell all of the XLs, which I believe yeah. was 250, and then an additional 100 of the uh, of the standard uh, editions or the arcade editions. 
I don't think they're going to get that high, but they seem like they're getting pretty close to 200, in, you know, in total I, uh, from what I from what I was hearing. So, well, yeah, that's just people deciphering the, the code that was given to them. But then some other people were saying, you know, every code we've seen has been divisible by three or whatnot. I mean, the reality is, I don't know. I, and we're not going to know until it seems like there's only been, you know, I would say less than 30 people on Pinside that have actually admitted to buying them. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong there. But I, I mean, it's just like to show up and I mean, you could see the same thing in like the turtles owners thread. You know, if you there's a there's a poll right there that said, did you buy pro premium or LE? And, you know, there's only a few hundred people that have filled out that poll and and, and Stern sold way more than that. So it's just it's tough. You know, when you look at like Spooky, we know Spooky sold out a 750 Rick and Morty's. So we know that number. But, um, you know, Jersey Jack hasn't exactly released numbers like Stern. I have no idea. Like, uh, you know, Zach or somebody, one of the distributors would know, but they're not really releasing that information of, you know, are Stern titles selling 2,000 total, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000? I, I don't know. Like I said, it, it'll be a wait and see. And I just, I hope, I hope everything works for Deep Root because I would love to see that company be successful, but I'm not buying a game. So it's just, I'm just sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, the more the merrier, right? So the more the more manufacturers that are out there, the more variety we can see, and and the more unique titles that'll hopefully come out. You can see it with um, the folks over uh, that are doing the Alien Pinball again um, over in the UK. They're going to give it a crack again as well. So you know, if these companies, these these sort of fledgling boutique manufacturers, have some success. You're right. Hopefully, 2021 brings brings a little bit more of that, and off off we go to the races, right? So, sure. yeah. or the merrier. Hopefully, hopefully these guys uh, can you know keep their head above water and they keep uh, keep cranking out the the titles for sure. Well, this has been fun, Joel. I'm really glad that we were able to uh, to get together and have a have a good conversation here about about the year that's passed and 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 the streaming world and and the year to come ahead and what we're we're looking forward to this has been uh been a ton of fun yeah no i'm i thoroughly enjoyed it i will i just love talking pinball happy to do it happy to have the conversation it's always fun talking to people that share hobbies and passions that you do and um i really appreciate the invite and happy to do it again Let's do it. Maybe next time we'll uh, we'll do. A, I'll come onto your uh, uh, podcast, and uh, we can even get uh, Nicole on there for a couple of things. Get get, get her opinion on what uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like, and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to. Yeah, we were joking around earlier that maybe I can coax her into you know playing one game on stream every single week. So let's see if she can commit to ten minutes of pinball a week, and and by the end of the year she'll be an expert. You know, that's how it works, right? You get your whole family on there, Joel, you know? Yeah, my two-year-old and uh, eight, nine-month-old. I could strap my nine-month-old son, you know, on, on front of me and, and uh, he can drool on the machine. It'll be great. Just imagine the hilarity that would that would ensue, you know, doing a diaper change right on the play field mm. and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's what people tune in for, for sure. Yeah. Well, this is great, Joel. I'm really, uh, I'm really thrilled again that you were able to uh, come on. I really appreciate it, and uh, and look forward to seeing your podcast in in the coming weeks, and of course your stream every week on just another pinball stream, which is on Wednesday nights, starting around is it ten o'clock that you go on? Ten Eastern Standard Time is the is the goal. That's what I always shoot for for starting. Fantastic. Well, it's a perfect time for me, so you'll uh, you'll see me there most weeks for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a bunch for being there. Thanks, Joel. We'll uh, we'll chat soon. Yep. See ya. 
Well, tons of fun chatting with Joe Engelberth from Just Another Pinball Podcast and Just Another Pinball Stream. You know, after our little chat, both Joel and I had a couple of points that I think we neglected to say during our session. Although we had slightly different wishes for 2021, the one that we both agreed on was our wish that live pinball events in North America resumed and that we'd be able to socialize and be with other people in this community face-to-face that we all have so dearly missed being around during this time. And one last pinball personality that I think both Joel and I failed to mention in our part one of our chat was Tom Graff from Fox City Pinball Stream on TPN. Tom, who is a dentist by trade and an avid pinball collector and also a very accomplished pinball player, is always fun to watch him take on titles like Jurassic Park, Rick and Morty, The Avengers, or from a variety of older titles throughout the decades when he streams live from a very, very cool location called District 82 Pinball Arcade in northern Wisconsin, right around the corner from where Tom lives. So, highly recommend checking Tom out on Fox City Pinball Stream right here on the Pinball Network. Well, episode 21 in the can here in 2021, and you know, I think it's about time that we have little Flipper on again so she can give us her hot take on Stern's newest rock pin, Led Zeppelin. We had so much fun looking at JJP's GNR when it was released, and I can't wait to hear what she thinks of Steve Ritchie's newest creation in Led Zeppelin. I thank you so much for listening to the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. I'm your host, Craig Bobby, and we'll catch you on the flip side.